What's up? Welcome to the Mac Students Podcast. My name is Jonathan Juarez, and I'm the student minister at the MacArthur Park Church of Christ here in San Antonio, Texas. The purpose of this podcast is to give our students an opportunity to share some of their experiences and thoughts as we talk about life, culture, and faith. For this episode, we had Ethan Perkins and Beck Bailey, who both graduated from our ministry and are headed to Abilene Christian University to begin their freshman year. These two have known each other for a while, so we took the chance to talk about some of their favorite memories together, talked about some of their favorite trips with our group, and what they've learned. We also talked about the parable of the workers we find in Matthew 20, verses 1 through 16, and we had a little fun with some this or that questions. And we ended the episode with them asking me a few questions and some closing remarks about the Spurs and them leaving for college. Well, what's up, guys? I'm with two of my really good friends that are going to be leaving me pretty soon, next couple of weeks, but they're going to go off and do some pretty awesome things. Um, I'm going to turn it over to them so they can introduce themselves. Tell me a little bit about, you know, where you're going and what you're doing. All right. Well, I'm Beck. I'm going to ACU and I'm going to be doing business and marketing. And uh, I'm Ethan Perkins. I'm going to ACU as well for early childhood education. How excited are you guys to be going to school together? It's good. It's nice to know some more people going in, especially when you spend your whole life with. Just already someone like someone to lean on already. So Yeah, and you guys are going with a few few friends, right? From yeah. from school, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's not just y'all two. It it is kinda nice that you know that you'll have a few friends there already. And are there any people from like your school that you guys went in high school with that are gonna be also attending ACU? Yeah, there's a few from my school that I'm kind of close with and are staying in the same hall as me, so that'd be nice, too. Ah, cool. Not for me. That's what I'm saying. I remember at your graduation, like, I was waiting to... I think there was, like, maybe, maybe one. Maybe, but, like, I, I wouldn't know who they are. Yeah, like, I think it was, like, a baseball player or something, yeah, something like, that. like that. But, well, scratch them, you know. Yeah. <laughs> We're huge fans of ACU here. Um, huge fans of anywhere you go, so no bias, but... I'm currently wearing an ACU polo, and so we love Abilene Christian University. Um, just a shout-out to ACU. shout-out. But, hey, thank you guys for being, you know, on the pod episode with us. This is the second episode that we're doing. And so one of the things that I want to talk about, you guys have known each other for, I mean, how many years now? Apparently. 18. Yeah, I guess. 18. Since, oh. Our parents, baby. our parents have been friends before we were born. Oh. So you guys have known each other for a while, okay? Yeah. You guys have a lot of history together. You have a lot of memories together. I'm just curious, when we talk about the life and the friendship of Ethan and Beck, what are some of your Mount Rushmore moments? You know, when you think of Mount Rushmore, obviously you think of the president, but also your Mount Rushmore is in basketball. You got Kobe, you got MJ, That's Dirk, That's good. Oh, and Chris uh, Paul. Uh, no? Well, are we Chris not? Paul? No, he's Dirk? not on mine. I was trying to throw something out there for you guys. That's good, I guess. But yeah, tell me a little bit about some of your Rushmore moments. Well, I'm, I'm going to go with one that I just thought of while we were talking about it. <laughs> so, Ethan used to have, or he, yeah, he used to have an older house. They had a, like, porch. And I remember he set up, like, this pool. And then we were, we would always play Wipeout on the Wii. Because he, he put me <laughs> onto that game. And um, then, so I just remember we were in this, like, pool playing around. And then went to go Wii Wipeout in, like, probably, like, kindergarten or something. And then ate pizza. Have you guys ever tried to like reenact that memory or try to do that recently? We've probably got close. <laughs> Not like, yeah, we, we played uh, whenever it was like frozen in. We played like the board game Sorry and mm-hmm. had like that was fun. ice cream or something. So 
but the same concept is like, hey, we're going to go to the house and then we're going to hang out and then we're going to ball out with some Wii Sports. Well, oh, we, uh, he has a Wii, but we haven't yeah. done it yet. What's it going to take for you to bust that back out? I do bust it out. Really? I play Mario a lot. Oh. Yeah. Mario Party or like Mario Kart? Neither. Super Mario Bros. Dude. Classic. Let's go, man. Classic, yeah. All right. So you got one moment. You're talking about the pool and then also playing um, some Wii. What else you got? So we were talking about this earlier. Probably like this mission should have been Monday. I don't know the exact moment it would be. Where's Monday for people that don't know? Middle of nowhere. I can tell you. I don't know where it's at. Somewhere in North Texas, I think. It's in Texas? Yeah. Yeah. It's one of the smallest towns in Texas. Somebody fact-checked us because we have no clue. Okay, so Monday. And then I just remember like... We were so tired the whole trip, but we don't have a choice. But I just remember like laughing so much that trip, and we just like a lot of small memories with other friends there, and we all shared one bed and like four guys, and yeah, we did late nights with Chris Overby and Gabe yeah. Perez. Mm, shout out to Chris and Gabe and Lamar and Lamar. And Lamar. Yeah. Oh, Lamar. Wasn't it, and Sean, right? No, it was one more no. dude, right? No, it was, no, it was just us three. Yeah. How many trips, how many Monday mission trips did you guys go on together? One. We only one. Because only, only incoming high schooler and high school. Yeah, we, we were the youngest, so we were yeah. like. So this was a high school mission trip, and because you guys got into high school right before COVID. COVID. Right? Yeah, Okay. exactly. Dang. Oh, that was a blast. And we, oh, we met uh, this kid, Connor Wilson. Yeah, shout out, Connor. He still randomly calls us. You guys have some fond memories about going on trips together. Anything else? You got two more spots. Two more spots in the Rushmore. Hmm. I don't know if I can think of anything like huge, like specific moments, but every time I think of like Beck, what I think of is laughing when we're not supposed to and <laughs> yeah. not being able to control it. And nothing can you give like... me an example of something like this? I mean, well, recently in Zenith, <laughs> it was ran- it was just a slideshow of like, <laughs> like the the military people, and then it was just funny. Like the faces were just like big on the screen. When you say a slideshow of the military people, what do you mean? Like it was just during it was just it was during uh, Mitch's like sermon, and he was just like putting them. They were just big on the screen, and we just thought it was like hilarious. okay. So for people that don't know. Camp Zenith is the summer camp that we go to in Oklahoma Christian, and Mitch is our keynote speaker every week uh, yeah. that we go. But you're saying there was a slideshow during his his talk. Yeah, it wasn't just, even funny. Wasn't even, but wasn't just funny. something. Is it just like the look? Like, does Ethan have a look that yeah. he can give you? And do you have a look that you can give Ethan well, that just... If we look at each other, we'll it's laugh. like, yeah. I have to put my head down. Can you... With this look, can you are you able to read Ethan's mind? Yes. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so you guys are able to. So oh, this yeah. is kind of like a twin telepathy. Kind we could of do thing. it for like almost anything. Yeah. So this has just been developed for years. Basically, <laughs> since the Wii Wipeout, I guess. The, <laughs> bring it back to the Wii Wipeout. Okay, so now you got one last spot for your Mount Rushmore. Hmm. Hmm. I would have to say, you think first year SOA? Yeah. That's a good one. All right, so what's SOA for people that don't know? It's like a, it's it's a, it's supposed to be a, like a basketball league, but it's more of like a rec league. Okay. But the way it was created, we just played like actual teams with actual coaches. But our first year, what I was thinking is we were both uh, freshmen, and we didn't have a coach at all, and then we only had three other guys on our team and none of them played or one other one played basketball the other two have never like played basketball no subs 
no subs <laughs> and no like experience or coach. And then we went in every single game we'd play um, like a competitive AAU team. Like they were like, oh, no. they were there to win. So it was just like funny because like we didn't have any plays or anything. I, and we lost most of our games by like 40. Yeah. There's nothing we could do, but it but was you like had a fun. good time. Yeah, because oh, yeah. like we got to play the whole whole game. And you guys kept with it because I mean, just this past year, you guys were like the SOA winner champions. Yeah, that's correct? right. Exactly. So this is a true rags to riches story. It really was. Your freshman year, getting blown out by 40, 50 points. And I just added the fifty. I'm not quite sure if you said that. No, it was sixty points. Probably, I mean, probably. All right, and then now. Your senior year, you're you're making it. Now you've developed the team. You've got your plays. You've got your coach, and you're taking the championship. Exactly. That, that really is rags riches. Honestly, I think that counts as a Mount Rushmore moment. Exactly. Sure. We talked briefly a little bit about Campo C, Zenith, that high school week, and then also something that we also do in the summertime here at Mac is our San Antonio work camp, which is painting houses in the community. Just to add more of to the moments that you guys share together, is there anything from those experiences that you took away now that you guys are kind of exiting out of the youth group that made an impact on you or something that when you think back on you're like, hey, when I think of Campo C, this is what I think of. When I think of work camp, this is what I think of. I think it was always nice to have something consistent in a way. Like Mm -hmm. I knew every summer I was going to do that. And I knew the same people for the most part would be there. So I think it was nice to have a community. I knew like 99% of the people would still be there the next year. And I had something to look forward to every year, which was nice. And there were great people and great community that was always there. And I never had a doubt that. And I don't know. It was just a nice thing to know that that was always going to come next year. But yeah, that's not. Some like stability in your life. Mm-hmm. Like no matter what your, your school year would look like, you knew in the summertime it could be a chance to maybe refocus right. or do something different and a different way to connect with maybe different relationships that maybe you don't always see in the school year, but you see in the summertime. That's right. Okay. Beck, what about you? Yeah, mine would probably just be like the relationships just because you're regardless of work camp or camp Zenith, you're always put with a random group of people. <laughs> I mean, sometimes people, you know, or people you don't know and people from like your church or other churches, it's just like, I always like, because, like, then you have that common ground whenever you see them again. You're like, hey, what's going on? Like, it's, I don't know. It's just, like, nice to, like, know more people. Yeah, and I hadn't really thought about, you know, every single year that you do this, you go to camp, you may know some of the people, but you, there's always people in your group that you have never met. Exactly. And so, at the beginning of the week, you may have, there's maybe a certain perception, right, of how your Mm -hmm. group's going to go. And then maybe towards the end of the week, maybe it changes, maybe yeah. it strengthens. You know, thinking about you guys going into college, do you think some of that kind of prepares you for what you're about to jump into? This idea of, hey, this is a new group, but you guys have for four years, five years, six years, have easily transitioned into these groups pretty well. So, yeah, I mean, 100%. I think like that's how college is going to go. Like, you're but with random people all over again. But it's like, we've kind of been there before every summer. So it's, it's kind of more like helpful because it's like, we've been here before. Yeah. Just meeting new people. Just the, the ball's a little bit bigger. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Changing gears a little bit, but you guys know me. 
I am a youth minister. I work with a lot of teenagers. And often I hear just a bunch of different words or terms that I have zero clue what they mean. And I have an idea. And then, But I feel like just whenever you learn what the words are, it's almost as if new words kind of come into the mix. Yeah. And so I'm just curious, what are some... I'm just going to call it teen slang. That's a terrible, terrible word for that. <laughs> but what are some words that you guys hear, people your age, maybe in your generation, that are often used? Like, you want to start us off? Yeah. Well, I'm going to go with, like, the most used one, I feel like, now is, like, Riz. Okay. It's just, like, that's a game, like, to, like, a girl. Like, if you're, like, flirting, like, you got Riz, you know? So it's, so you're saying, you said Riz and then you said game. So is that, is Riz and game similar or? Yeah, it's like the same, it's the same thing. Okay, so give me an example of when you would say this. So if I see Ethan flirting with a girl, I'm going to go, oh, he's got Riz. Which he wouldn't, right? Which he, he, he would not, right? He now. wouldn't. No. Correct. Yeah, I got yeah. you. I got you. There we go. Okay. All right. But if he were, too yes it would be riz yes so if he was he was showing so is this just anytime you flirt with somebody or can somebody be flirting with a girl and not have riz yeah you can have no riz Mm -hmm. but like if it's riz it's like good but like no riz is bad so riz is something that you want to have yeah okay so because i want so because the one time that i've heard it used in my context somebody said yeah this is gonna be terrible let's try it um they said do you have the riz when you ended up with laura is that mm, that's a good, that's a good that, question i don't because i don't know i didn't know what to say i didn't know what to say yes or no you must you know <laughs> but i must have yeah. you know i must have had something in order to yeah you had it but what if Laura was the one? Could Laura have the yes. risk? Yeah, yes. Yeah. Okay, so that's probably... Okay, so it's not just one way. It could be... The other way, too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> who, who asked that? I don't remember, man. I get asked all these questions all the time. It's a good question by them. <laughs> yeah. Do I have the risk? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Anyways. All right. You guys have any other words? Yeah. Um, I'll go with, like, cap. Okay. That's kind of a more common one that you hear a lot now, just thrown into daily life, but... Just simply, it's just like a lie. It's not true. Okay, so cat means it's a lie. Yeah, mm-hmm. someone's like, says some blah, 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 blank, blank, blank. And I don't think it's true. I'm like, that's cat. What's the majority of influence for some of these words? TikTok. Yeah, TikTok. TikTok. Yeah. Okay. What do you think it was before that? YouTube. Or Vine, maybe. Or Vine. Oh. Vine back way back in the day. Oh. I still hear Vine things thrown around. Really? Yeah. So... This past summer, on Sunday mornings, we have spent some time talking about my favorite, you know, teacher, Jesus. Big guy, okay? So, one of his favorite ways to teach is through parables. And so, I'm going to throw you guys a passage. I'm going to read it to you guys. And I'm just curious what you think Jesus is trying to do here, all right? So, Matthew 20, 1 through 16, this is what it says. For the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire workers for his vineyard. He agreed to pay them a denarius for the day and sent them into his vineyard. About nine in the morning, he went out and saw others standing in the marketplace doing nothing. He told them, you also go and work in my vineyard and I will pay you whatever is right. So they went. 
He went out again about noon and about three in the afternoon and did the same thing. About five in the afternoon, he went out and found still others standing around. He asked them, why have you been standing here all day long doing nothing? Because no one has hired us, they answered. He said to them, you also go and work in my vineyard. When evening came, the owner of the vineyard said to his foreman, call the workers and pay them their wages, beginning with the last ones hired and going on to the first. The workers who were hired about five in the afternoon came and each received a denarius. So when those came who were hired first, they expected to receive more. But each one of them also received denarius. When they received it, they began to grumble against the landowner. These who were hired last worked only one hour, they said, and you have made them equal to us who have borne the burden of the work in the heat of the day. But he answered one of them, I am not being unfair to you, friend. Didn't you agree to work for a denarius? Take your pay and go. I want to give the one who was hired last the same as I give you. Don't I have the right to do what I want with my own money? Or are you envious because I am generous? So the last will be first and the first will be last. All right. What's Jesus doing here? What do you guys think? Well, when I read parables, I think of it in a way where you can interpret it in different ways. Okay. And I had two different interpretations of it. I had it as God values everyone in the same eyes. Okay. And we can either complain about that or just be grateful that he accepts us. Like, maybe like in your head you can judge someone and be like, I'm better than him, but we're valued the same. That's not fair, but that's not how you're supposed to live life. And I also see it in a way where it's... um. God just saying, like, be grateful. Like, I gave you this. You got it. Just because someone else did less and got it doesn't mean you need to mumble and complain when rather you should be grateful for what you got. So. Okay, so you're talking about just our attitude towards people when God offers us all the same thing. And, like, who are we to kind of tell God what to do? Yeah. Yeah, Beck, you got anything? I mean, yeah, just kind of being content, like, with what you have already. Mm-hmm. Just because somebody who may have not worked as hard got it. Yeah. Um, we shouldn't just complain that you deserve more. You should just be content that you got it, you know? Yeah. And so, like, he says, like, didn't you agree to work for this? Yeah. Like, like, you made the decision. And I think sometimes we think of that. This is such an interesting parable because it's talking about workers. And so a lot of times I do think about, like, oh, this is what I put into it, mm-hmm. you know? And so you the concept, the idea that you get out when you put into something, right? Yeah. And so if we believe that, right, if we were told this all the time, and then we see somebody who, from our vantage point, it may be like, well, they didn't even put in that much. Why do they get what I get, you know? Yeah. Uh, do you see this ever? Do we as a, as Christians, as, as people that go to church, like, do you ever see us doing this well? Do you ever see us not doing it well? Those are ways that we can kind of improve our mentality about this idea that we all, like, we're all kind of on the same team. Mm-hmm. Rather we, whether we went to church when we were babies or whether we just found out about Jesus yesterday. Yeah. I think we can be quicker to, like, or slower to judge. Because mm. I feel like a lot of that mindset comes from thinking you're better than someone else or thinking that, like, I deserve this, you don't, but we both get it. And you're like, but I did so much more. And, like, and I'm not saying that's true, but I'm saying, like, that's how our judgment can be. And I feel like if we just take time to realize that's not what it's about and mm. that everyone deserves Jesus and everyone deserves salvation and eternal life, then you're like, what am I even doing? Like, saying I deserve more when I just, we're on the same, like, we're on the same team. We all want to 
to have eternal salvation. And if you're more focused on judging people for doing less than you and thinking you're better and that they don't deserve as much, are you like even focused on the right thing? Mm. Nah, that's a that's a really good point. But you got anything to add? It's like nothing in the church is. I mean, it's it's whatever you put in, but that doesn't make you better than anybody else. Especially like if we're all one family, one one team, like you don't deserve any more than the person that just came in for the first time today. You know. Mm-hmm. So what do you guys, you know, do to? maybe fight those thoughts of this idea of like it is about me i think sometimes you're not really like i think you always have those thoughts mm. no matter who you are i think it's all based on how you act upon it because mm. you can have those thoughts and you can't really control those thoughts you can try to suppress them yeah that's a good point and learn more about it and be more content with it but they're always going to be there at least a little bit but it's i think it's really how you act with those thoughts you don't ever have to show anyone you think that and treat anybody any different so i think if you should learn how to suppress those or minimize them as much as possible and treat others just how you treat everybody else and yeah maybe like changing that mindset yeah yeah that's good all right well no that's appreciate you guys rolling with that um it's a really i think it's a really hard parable to live out um i know in my life i it's easy for me to just judge or to do a lot of comparison of you know well i put this you know i go to church almost every day Mm -hmm. you know in this context as working for a church and so it's easy for me to get in the mindset of you know, I, if anybody like deserves this, it's, it's me. But the reality is like, we're all on the same team. We're all in the same playing field and that we all have one goal and that's to bring Jesus's name to everybody and for more people to join the team. And so mm-hmm. appreciate you guys sharing your thoughts. We're going to take a quick break. So we're back with Ethan and Beck and we're going to do some real quick, this or that questions. So I'm going to throw a question to you, and you're going to tell me which one you would prefer. Just an example. Pineapple pizza or candy corn? Do you have a preference? I like both. You like both? Candy. Okay, but if you had to choose one. Candy corn. Candy corn? Pineapple pizza. Okay. Well, you guys have two different answers. Mm-hmm. Okay. Give me your reasons. I, I kind of like candy. It's I mean, like, it's not year-round, so it's like kind of a special, like, treat. And I think they're pretty slept on for the most part. They're kind of like... They're not like a chocolate, but they're not like a like fruit candy. Yeah, what is candy corn? I like no, no I don't know. Just sugar. But that, it's like just good. sugar. Yeah, yeah, right, right. yeah, it really is. It kind of reminds me of like the sugar stuff on those like sugar cookies. Yeah, mm-hmm. mm, the like frosting. Kind yeah, of. the frosting. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. It, maybe should, like maybe candy corn is just a thing of frosting. That, that would make a lot of sense. We have to ask a question. If you know the source of candy corn, just let us know in the pod. Yeah, in the pod. So. You said pineapple pizza is your preference. Yeah, I think during Halloween time, like, if candy corn's there, I'm going for it, but I'm not going out of my way to get candy corn. Mm -hmm. But I would never complain about pineapple being on my pizza. And if it's handed to me, I'll be more than grateful and not get another slice. Okay. I think it brings a nice, fresh taste to your pizza. Yeah, it is a little (laughs) bit fresh. I will will respect that with the fruit on the pizza. Um, Another one I got for you guys. Okay, so you guys are... Taking a vacation, are you rather going? Are you going to the beach or are you going to the or are you going to the mountains? Beach, beach. What time of year is it? No, I'm just telling you. You're planning your vacation. You have right. to choose where you're going. You're going beach. to the beach or you going? Okay, so you guys are both, and you guys both just like got back from the beach, didn't you guys? Yeah, yeah. kind of. Yeah. Okay, so you guys both went on cruises. 
to no, no, I was just you didn't go. You so Ethan, you just went in to the beach, and then Beck, you went to a cruise. Yeah. But then also you went also to the on beach. the beach. Yeah, a lot of beach time. Yeah, yeah. So love you, it. You spent a lot of time in the mountains. No, not really, dude. But I love mountains. I went to Colorado or no, Air. I think it was Arizona. I don't know, somewhere in the mountains. Maybe I love we, snow. Let's so say like, maybe we should go to the mountains. Sometime. I love the mountains. Too. Yeah, that's a good idea. It's a hard, it's a hard decision. It's a mountain trip. I okay. think mountains are a lot more relaxing. So you guys are beach people. You said more relaxing than I think the, the mountains are. Yeah, interesting. I think the beach is relaxing until it's not. Oh yeah, I get, that's actually a really good way to say that. Because yeah. like I don't know, I get really hot on the beach. Yeah, hot. Say I hate. I can't well, stand. See, stand. I kind of I kind of like the feeling of being like exhausted hot like that makes me relax more in, uh, a weird, in a weird way you sleep well the next the next yeah, night like, yeah. i'd rather really be good. really sweaty than like really cold if i'm relaxing i don't i don't care if i get sweaty because it's like I'm relaxing you know that's a good point i can't stand like i, I, I like the sand, beach is, more, the sand is the worst yeah what's your favorite beach to go to that you've been to I went to a beach in Jamaica once Ooh, yeah, i haven't I, been back since i was gonna say that i but, only went to like i hate sand but the sand there it's even, different. E- even when you're like wet, it does not stick to you. Really? Yeah. So like, oh, that's nice. It made the sand enjoyable. Okay, let's say I'll have to check this out. We have to go to Jamaica sometime. Not not us, but maybe. No, oh, maybe. Well, that'd be awesome. Yeah, we could try it. We'll figure I don't know. It out. Okay, I'm gonna throw you one more. Okay, pancakes or waffles? Mm. Mm, this is a good one. I think waffles. Yeah. Yeah, but pancakes are great too. I mean, this is doesn't go with the question. I think French toast is better than both of them. Let's go. Okay, so. French toast guy. French huh? toast is good too. I'll probably put waffle. So let's let's throw French toast into the equation. Does that change anything? I'm for still you? waffle. You're still waffle. I like French toast too. Though. I'd be team French toast. Okay. How often do you have French toast now? Well, I mean, I've been on vacation a lot, so it was like <laughs> a lot. <laughs> so it's fresh on your mind. But like in general, I don't know, because every year in elementary school, I'd either eat a waffle in the morning or like the french toast sticks oh, those are so good see so it'd be so like really i'd be good. back and forth we were big my family i was big on like the eggo waffles yeah those are good too. chocolate chip eggo waffles yeah. throw two into mm-hmm. the toaster oven nutella Pop on up. top no I put what i did butter i did nutella honestly i just ate them the way no. they were nutella waffles i'm telling you is that the move it's yeah the move. that's good all right got okay. me got me all breakfast every single day elementary Nutella waffles. Nutella waffles. All right. Man, and waffles out. Waffles also got the holes, so if you had syrup on it, Ooh, it holds it. Hold, yeah. That Can't, is good. But I feel like, do you think, what, because like pancakes, it kind of like soaks the syrup a lot better, I think. Yeah, I think they're more messy yeah. too. Well, I don't like depends, how messy. Depends where the pancakes <laughs> are from, but like any waffles. Hey, let's do something good. completely. How do you guys feel about the McGriddle? You know, I, I don't really like like sweet like stuff like with like a. With a sausage? With a sausage, but like it's still good. Okay. We're going to transition to just, you know, this is, we're kind of wrapping up, but you guys are obviously about to go out into college. You guys have grown up here. You guys have spent a lot of time together. You guys have been a part of the Mac Youth Group. Just as you're reflecting back on your time in the Youth Group, what's something that you wish you would have maybe experienced more during your time? Or if you could go back and talk to your younger self, what's something you would share with them? Hmm. I think maybe... Enjoying the moment more, and that's kind of cliche because you can do that for everything growing up. But I think there's a lot of times where, like, maybe we were doing something as a youth group and something wasn't how I imagined it would have been or as good as it was, and I'd focus too much on that and be like down about it. But, like, looking back, it's still great memories, and I wish then I would have enjoyed the moment more. 
that's a little cliche, but no, that's good. Yeah, being in the moment, being present. Mm-hmm. Yeah, rather than being in the past or thinking about or comparing it to something else. Yeah, yeah, not like that. Um, I think that I would uh, maybe for certain events that I would be going to, I chose to go, but then like last second, I was just like, man, this isn't. I just had a bad mindset going into like certain things. Like if it was like Bandina, I'm like, it's gonna be really hot. Like it's just gonna be like kind of annoying. Stuff like that. I, I would just like, if I were to go back, I'd be like, don't have a bad mindset about anything. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, I had fun every single time. Yeah. But it's just like, at the beginning, I just was thinking it would be bad. Yeah, it's pretty easy. It's it's almost, if you have a good mindset going into things, it's sometimes easier to look for the good of what's about to happen. Rather than, if you've got a bad mindset going to things, you're going to find the bad yeah, pretty quickly. exactly. Now, it's your turn to kind of put me in the hot seat. And so what questions do you guys have for me? What advice for like your whole life have you taken from being a youth minister? Oh, so like what? Like what advice have you, like, like what changed your life? Not from like being a youth minister, but like that you obtained from youth ministry and you use in your everyday life. Like that like really changed how you think or like see things. Oh, okay. Man, that's a really good question. Um... Lately, I think something that I keep referring back to in life is that conflict is an opportunity to pay attention. Hmm. Um, A lot of times when I think about conflict, it's something that I want to avoid or not do. Or if I have a conflict with somebody else, it's very easy to get this like winner loser mentality or right or wrong mentality or even just enemy mentality. Hmm. And so whoever I have a conflict with, it's easy for me to be like, well, they're just out to get me or why can't they see things my way rather than like paying attention to maybe something that I'm missing, trying to understand them a little bit better rather than automatically assuming that they're trying to do the worst. And so one thing that advice that was given to me and Laura from our premarital counselor, um, was to always give each other the benefit of the doubt rather than assuming that there's wrong or ill intent. And so that's kind of helped me keep and stay in check of anytime I have conflict or feel conflict brewing inside of me rather than just assuming like, man, that person's at fault or like they're trying to mess with me, trying to like, what am I missing? What am I not seeing? Or what do I need to pay attention to more? So I'd say that's some advice recently that I've really enjoyed. Beck, you got a question for me? Yeah, it's not it's not really on that note, but it what are what are you most looking forward to as like being a dad? Ah, yes. I love I love dad talk. Um <laughs> man, dude, I don't know. So we're having a son, and so like automatically I think of just like is he going to be like me? Um <laughs> And I keep I keep joking with Laura, saying that if he's anything like me when I was a kid, like we're gonna be in trouble, because um, man, I was a lot. And I think what I'm looking forward to is just seeing how he how he grows. It's really funny when Laura and I talk about having a kid. A lot of our conversations, she talks about the initial early stages, being a baby toddler all those things and a lot of times I 
talk through the lens of like when he's a teenager mm-hmm. or growing up, like what is our relationship going to be in those stages or phases of his life? And so the, that's what I'm kind of looking forward to is just to see the growth and seeing how, like how I change or how I grow by having this relationship with this person I've never, I haven't even met yet. Mm. Yeah. But that's a really mm. good question. All right. So now we got our final two questions. Okay. And this is for you guys. This is a little bit more serious question. All right. Mm. You guys born and raised in San Antonio. Okay. 210. The 210. Yes. Die hard Spurs fans. It's been a tough couple of years. <laughs> okay. But there's hope coming. Right. That's right. Wimby. Mm-hmm. All right. You know me. I grew up in the Dallas area. I have memories, fond memories of the 2011 NBA championship. Okay. Mm. Fond memories of Dirk. Mm. All right. I'm a huge Mavs fan. Obviously, two big rivals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We got Luca, got Kyrie. Mm-hmm. Who wins a championship first? The Mavs or the Spurs? And I want no un, I want completely unbiased thought. What do you think? Who has a better chance of winning the championship? The Spurs. For real? Okay. The yes. San Antonio Spurs. Okay. Give me reasons why. We're we were in a rebuilding phase mm-hmm. and we got the best player since LeBron James in the draft. Okay. With the most hype and like <clears throat> best prospect. Prospect. There yeah. yeah. Let's say best prospect since LeBron James. I'll give you that. Okay. Yeah. And I think okay, so I'm gonna start on the Mavs first, why the Mavs won't win. That's fair. It's a good thing. You have Luca, you're okay. a eight, seven, six, five C team. Bring in another superstar, you have one of the worst three months collapses I've ever seen in basketball. Don't make the playoffs, don't, don't make the play in and you're brought in a better player. I don't I think Luca needs to have his own team. And is he good enough to be the only star on a team? He's great. He'll, he'll win an MVP or two. He'll win a scoring title. He'll average a triple-double, but so did Westbrook. Oh, man. Did Westbrook want to Oh, my goodness. You didn't have to do Luca like that. Don't compare to Westbrook. I love Luca. Come on. I like Westbrook better. Oh. I love Westbrook. I also love Luca, And I think he's great. And I think he'll be a top 15 player of all time. Okay. But so you're going win. based off of this past year. What the Mavs did. The past few years. Past few years. Hey, we went to the Western Conference Finals two years ago. Who did y'all play? We played the Warriors, remember? That's right. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. So it is. Last year it was rough, okay? They went from being a 4-5 or five seed to com- being completely out of the playoff picture in the span of, yeah, Couple three months. months. Yeah. yeah, from after this All-Star break, after the Kyrie edition. Mm-hmm. Um, I attribute that to the lack of defense that they lost from DFS being mm-hmm. yeah. gone. But and we just the Spurs just took Reggie Bullock. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. He's good. Good to He's it. good, but also I'm fine with that. You also got to remember the Spurs market now is booming. People are nuts right now. Yeah, it's a different environment. I I think I would agree with you guys, mm. um, but maybe for different reasons. I think Pop uh, oh, yeah. plays a huge factor. I don't oh, think yeah. he's quite done yet. I yeah. think this is exactly what he's been waiting for and looking for, and I. Actually, I enjoy Mark Cuban. I know a lot of people don't. I, I really, really, I really. I think he does, he's done great things um, for the Mavs organization, yeah. um, but also just some questionable things for the Mavs organization. Mm-hmm. And so right now, I don't know if it's the best time for the Mavs, but people are excited. There's not a whole lot of people excited for the Dallas Mavericks future, but there's a whole lot of people yeah. excited for the Spurs future. Yeah. yeah. And so 
ride the the win there. I think I think the Spurs win a championship first, but I think it's going to be a long time for both. I don't think so. No, I think Spurs it it's like less than ten years. Less than ten years. I think if Spurs. I think if Wimby has a really good first year, I think we're going to be the biggest besides the Lakers and like Knicks. I think we'll be the biggest free agent like sought after team. For like old Your good bets, yes. Okay. Like Dame, no. Oh. Dame Harden, but those guys not wanting to be where they are right now. Wimby has a good first year. Who knows where they want to play? Also, the Mavs like they don't have like anything. They don't have anything pushing them over the hump. Like they could be a, they could probably be a solid playoff team for a while. But like they're not getting like past like yeah. If the Warriors keep playing the way they Clippers. were, how many more years does the Warriors have? Mm. Three or four. Yeah, okay. I was about to say three. Probably. Okay. Well, we'll see. Okay, only time will tell. That is true. But, but I'm, I'm, I'm with you guys. I think it's Spurs, but I think it might take a while. I'm getting my 2028 20, Spurs championship hat. I'm pre-ordering <laughs> All it. All right, now. do it. All right, I'm you heard it here first. this podcast. All right, you heard it here first. Spurs, 2028? 2028. 20, okay. Oh, dang, that's bold. All right, so here's the last thing. I'm going to kind of wrap up here is... You guys are going to college. What are something? What is something that you guys are looking forward to? For me, I've never had like a huge drive for school. Okay. I gotta go get what I need to get done, but I never was like enthusiastic about it. But coming back from orientation, I've never been more enthusiastic, and I think that has to do with because I'm learning to go get my dream job, more passion, just to go accomplish and put in the work I need to. Okay. And that's an exciting feeling to know that like I'm gonna do like maybe it's not fun, but I know that it's gonna change my whole future. Yeah. So I'm excited to go do something I finally want to do in school. Yeah, so finally, like, a chance to be able, like you said, your dream job. But to also really, like, pour into your craft a little bit more mm-hmm. to really build your ability as a teacher. I think that's yeah. really cool. How about you, Beck? I'm really excited just for the experience yeah. of, like, college. Like, just getting to meet all these new people. Because it's, like, it's a whole new chapter. Like, you're going into a mm-hmm. place where... Well, everybody's on the same page. Like, they're living away from home. They need to meet new people. And you're. it's, like, the same thing. Like, we're all in that together. And so you just meet new people who have different interests. And you just meet, people. like, you still have friends from college. Like, yeah. they're your lifelong friends. So it just makes me really excited that okay. I have a chance to go yeah. meet new friends. No, I always think that's really cool. One of my favorite things about college I, I often thought about when I was in college is there's going to be people that I'm going that I haven't met yet or that I will be meeting even a year from now that will end up being some of my closest friends. Yeah. And so that's just a weird thought. But well man, hey, I appreciate you guys jumping on the pod uh, with me, episode two. Um any last things that you guys want to share with people before you guys go? I don't think so. Alright man. Well hey, thanks for being on. Well, I hope you enjoyed that episode. I will be posting new episodes on the last Tuesday of every month, so tune in to hear from our next guest. And who knows? It could even be you. See you next time.